when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Friday, April 9th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 386. I am your host, Austin Walker. I am joined today by Rob Zachney. Good morning. Patrick Klepek. Hello. And Kato, as always. Yo. What's up, Kato? Wow, that was energetic. Yo, I love it. It's the weekend, almost. It's the freaking weekend, that's right. God. Uh, it's the weekend, <laughs> that means there's a delay on a video game. As we started this podcast, uh, Patrick, what was the... What was the? Oh, here we go. Okay. September right. something? Uh, go ahead. This is... This... Oh! <laughs> he did it. He did it. Thank you. Thank you. Can you, can you just the post fuck? this on? I will post this on Twitter will, right now. Just, I will this post that on social tweet. media. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> whatever. I basically, if uh, anyone that's familiar with uh, the uh, Sam Darnold, uh, yes. uh, what, what did he go out for? Mono, mononucleosis. Mono, mononucleosis. Uh, yeah. The meme that came out of that. Ways. There's a there's a meme generator, and I, I made one for Deathloop that will make sense if you go and. Uh, check my Twitter feed. Uh, <laughs> and if you know that Deathloop has unfortunately been delayed until September something, right? Yes, yeah, September so, uh, 4th. Uh, September 14th. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that every Two time they announce ago. a delay for this game, I'm just like, yeah, sure. Like, they yeah. should just just, just complete the, the game's own delayed Deathloop. Like, just say 2022. Do the pull Warner Brothers and be like, yeah, 2021 is just not happening. Sorry. Yeah. Like, see you. <laughs> March 2022, and then delayed uh, to April 15th, 2022. It's a bummer, because it's the game I'm probably most looking forward to this year. Yeah. Uh, as an Arcane fan, and as like a, let's fuck around with some time loops, let's go. Uh, yeah, a couple days ago, someone sent me a article, an Onion article on the biggest games of spring with like comedic copy underneath images. You know, stuff about like Gengar suspecting his wife is cheating on on him. <laughs> being tied to the Pokemon Snap, you know, or or whatever. The Arcane one is extreme, or the Deathloop one is extremely mean, but also correct for a lot of people. As with Arcane's other titles, this promises to be a game whose intricate systems will fascinate you when you watch a 40-minute YouTube essay on them two years from now. <laughs> um, uh, not me, motherfucker. I was going to play that game. And when, when, when uh, this friend sent this to me, I was like, oh, is Deathloop spring? I had it set in, as fall in my head. Days later, <laughs> I brought this curse upon us. Um, uh, that's that's a bummer. That's it's okay. It gives we'll a chance live. for the marketing campaign to again maybe figure out like, are we expressing what you're actually going to do? What in this is game? this game? Uh, <laughs> I don't think like, that'll change. Look, I love a kinetic, lots of motion graphics uh, trailer with a cool soundtrack as much as the next guy. But at the same time, like they've released multiple videos where it's like, 
we're going to throw all these gameplay moments in a blender and it's going to be cool. And you still may not leave with a good vibe about what you're actually going to be doing, what the game is going to feel like. Um, and it has an unfortunate, may have an unfortunate resemblance to uh, We Happy Few in places. And that'll make you nervous because uh-huh. like the whole swinging 60s, I <laughs> yeah. like The Prisoner, how about you? That can, you know, yeah. that might have some unfortunate mm. associations too. Uh-huh. Well, like the thing about with We Happy Few that ended up breaking bad for me was that like, the message of that game seemed to be please stay off your meds. Uh don't trust don't trust depression medication. <laughs> um that's how they control us. I mean that's not the message, but that was the vehicle for a theme around control and authoritarianism. And in a world in which like it's still sort of stigmatized for a lot of a lot of folks to like be on their meds and it's actually pretty difficult to stay on your meds for lots of reasons. I don't need the fucking I don't need the pressure not to. Um anyway. No, a game's, hope- a game's politics should not like echo an Everclear album's uh like whole worldview in some ways where it's like they're just they're just trying yes. to control you by sending you to therapy. And it's like, I don't know, could be good. God <laughs> <laughs> Men will will uh, uh, create an authoritarian uh, super state <laughs> instead of going to therapy. Um, anyway, what uh, what's what's up, everybody? I feel like we do have Friday energy today, even though we're recording on Thursday. I feel like we know we want to just be done with this fucking week, <laughs> you know, and just move on. Well, so uh, we had a. This is I. I actually genuinely believe this. Rob, Patrick, and I had like a late night meeting last night, and it feels like the punchiness is carried over from a 9 p.m. meeting. <laughs> Which is weird. It wasn't here until just now. Like, but I had it's a here. perfectly normal morning. Yeah. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, hey, Locked what's up, in, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> what's in this coffee? What's in this coffee? What did Ooh. they do to us? Um, Kata, we, we actively discussed last night. Uh, it got precariously we were close. very close. I think, uh. I think of Austin... Had a drink in his hand, we probably would have just done it. Done it. Um, was like, what if we just let's just record a pod? We're feeling good. There's like good <laughs> vibes coming out of the end of this meeting. Like we'll just record a pod and and just like send some links to Kato and be like, good luck. Like here's your <laughs> pod. Here Fucking it is. We're done. Christ. No backup. Uh, safety net. Uh, yeah. Sixty-four uh-huh. megabyte MP3. Is that do it for you? <laughs> yeah. You can work with this, right? This is this is. <sighs> You had to make something happen, I guess. I don't. We sent you an NFT of the podcast. Um, Oh, fuck off. I don't know. Call the blockchain. Ever in our lives. Oh, damn. Kind of the the NFT podcast file. Uh, The link is broken. I didn't see this coming. Good. Uh, But I thought thought for sure. So it turns out my access to the link, that's secure. That works. What's on the other end of the link link. appears to be gone. However, it says here uh, a thousand other people also have the file. You can just get it from one of them. Right. Uh, and torn that shit. Anyway, I, need, I need Jason to reimburse me uh, $2,000 for this NFT <laughs> I created. Also, could we do a carbon offset? That's good, right? People like those. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we work in a work. Uh, you know what? I was just saying, I'm glad we work in a workplace that hasn't fucked with NFTs. But I can't. I won't put it past some exact advice to pull the trigger <laughs> on an NFT before the end no, of the, the year. The New York Times did it. So like, what, what precludes uh, like a vice from doing it? Yeah, some VP being like, you know what the hot new shit is? We're gonna put all our articles out as NFTs. Well, it, but it would be it, it would be perfect because like the market has already crashed. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, like exactly. I'm saying, GameStop's stock is gonna gotta go down at some point. And it like kind of didn't like, you know, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it did, but like it, it still was like exceptionally high. Um, 
But NFTs actually just straight up now they're worthless and may have been stolen from you. So, <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Don't fucking play with fire, uh. especially when that fire is burning down the planet. Oh, uh, we're talking about video games. What are we? What are we talking about here today? Is that what we're doing? Uh, you know what? Let's just give it over to Rob. Rob, you sent us a list. Rob, uh, I know. Yeah, last night. I, that yeah. I gotta be honest. Sometimes Robson's list is like, is this satire? Don't know. Yeah, I he's making can't. fun of himself a little bit. Where do you want to what? start on this list of <laughs> things that I think mm. we'll do Rob's games, what then makes we'll you take a break, list and we'll come back. You, can I give you the menu, Rob, and you get to pick You pick from your own menu? Absolutely. All right, in order that I receive, oh, here's what I just, I wrote down, Judgment, as in the 2019 uh, Yakuza Studio spinoff game. Game Pass. Need, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2010 Remastered 2020, which is what you mm. wrote. I think that means there was a 2020 remaster of that game, but I don't remember that coming out. <laughs> I believe you. Then I wrote Dong Zhuo Conqueror 2019, which I think I'm backwards because you were playing as Dong Zhuo in the latest Total War. Then you, then I just wrote down Minus Evil Within, which I think is because you said you were done with Evil Within. Yeah, fuck that game. <laughs> I told you. And then, and then I wrote down this morning, Republic Commando, and then in parentheses, Switch, which actually did just come out. Actually, this, I mean, <laughs> yes, it's a game from like, like what, what year did that actually There's come out? There's still a caveat. Rob, Rob, yeah. Rob can't play a brand new game. It's yeah. got to be. 2005, 16-year-old game, but it did just come out on Switch. And PS4. Look, right? Mm-hmm. Not I on like PC, things. not on, okay. No. I like to array my gaming around various moments where I feel I may have peaked. And just live in those moments. <laughs> uh, Ancient China, uh, 2004. <laughs> you know, sometimes one just feels a little like Dong Zhuo. You're living, you're, you're in, you're just living your Dong Zhuo life, and uh-huh. it's a Tao Tao world. It is a Tao Tao um, world. Yeah, Dong Zhuo was who Lu Bu worked for until he be- was betrayed and, and etc. Patrick, just so you know, thank you. That's the Appreciate sort of person. The- which I hope no one ever. I hope that you never have to deal with a Lubu in your own life, Rob. I hope that you get to live a Lubu free life. You know, I you got to keep a lookout for. Uh, you know, always look for talent. Absolutely, <laughs> but like talent without a shred of morality. Mm, that's a watch out. Anyway, tell me about these Republic Commandos. <laughs> Speaking of talent without a shred of morality. Yeah. Mm. So uh, it's. It just came out on Switch, and I was like, this seems like a good time to finally play this game. There's a lot of people who really love do this. Have they a, love it. I've never, I've played like a level of it. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I'm not sure I see where that love comes from beside nostalgia right now. Now, mm. admittedly, I will say, I do not think the Switch version is the way to go, unfortunately, because as I'm playing it, it seems a little framey. And because this is, this is a very, Halo One, Halo Two inspired game in a lot of ways with a little. It's an original bit of like, Xbox like game. And like I've seen some of the reports on this port, and it's like this should run. Look, I know the Switch is not you know you know <laughs> yeah. a, a Series X, but it probably should have been able to run Republic Commando a little bit better than what w- it's dishing out. Especially because as it's a like Halo um, homage, let us call it. Uh, a big part of this game is. You, your ammo runs dry and you just run up to somebody and club them. 
as you run up to a droid, your frame rate drops precipitously and Ugh. like the droid will like warp behind you or to the side because you just missed the part where it was animating it like scuttling <laughs> out of your way. And so you're constantly just like whiffing on these things in a way that doesn't feel like I need to learn the way of the Republic Commando. Instead, it feels like my Switch can't run this game, which is weird because it also looks like shit. Uh, now, and mind you, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say, Rob. It's like a 15 year old game, of course, it looks like shit. To which I would say two things oh. au contraire, games from that era are beautiful, and you just have to appreciate the aesthetics. <laughs> and two, the thing the Switch doesn't have is resolution. Like, the yeah. thing that makes a lot of those old games still look okay is that, yeah, the textures are lower res, but the resolution can, can scale pretty high mm -hmm. and so you get like really clean lines and really crisp presentation and then like the the models themselves the textures are a little crude the switch version just looks muddy in a way like it sort of looks like i'm playing it through someone's webcam pointed at their crt tv uh-huh <laughs> um so it seems like a specific bug hit this thing, which is when this game came out, when this game came out on PC, there was a bug that turned off bump mapping um, and mm. users fixed that problem with a mod. Uh, this is according to to Reddit user Conquer69, not Conquer Wasn't like the bump mapping like was one of the big Xbox only <laughs> features, right? Yes. Wasn't, there was a yeah, thing I could, believe that so. Machine could only do and it I just means say. that like, you know, this is a game where oh, I'll send this other image here. Uh, I mean, it adds bumps. Like it's like it's actually like fairly descriptive of like it adds what the bumps, but it also does. adds reflections. It, it adds like mm. it makes this helmet look shinier. And cleaner, or not cleaner, but like more material, um, in a way, and that that is just gone because they're using the the PC port of the game as the base and seem not to correct mm. it. I want to know if this is also the case in the PS4 version now. I'm so, really curious. Anyway, continue, I don't know because I was like. I don't want to just be like, mm, it's a switch port. I don't like it. Oh, it's framey. I was like, I don't want to be that guy. You know, no. yes. Do I have an extremely powerful gaming rig that I'm proud to call my own? Absolutely. <laughs> Do I like to chase the Fidelity Dragon wherever it may fly? Yes, I do. <laughs> so I decided I was going to give this a shot. And uh, it turns out, well, there's two things. I went to the Xbox. And you can the, buy the original the Xbox, Xbox store. The the oh oh oh! I oh just it just sounded yes, like yes, he's yes. like you went up to your Xbox and started talking I, to it. It's like hey, I so I've been over on this switch. And <laughs> went to the not, altar. Take me back, baby. I didn't what do know you what got I had. for you. And you got like that auto HDR. Like I could really use that right about now. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I fired up the uh, the one X and I bought Republic Commando. Really of course you did. It's just a double down. It's just like buy it a second time. <laughs> well, I guess you read the code, so you didn't buy it the first time. So okay. yeah. So it's. I just I just have to answer these questions. Uh, Rob Tacky's <laughs> a journalist, Patrick. Maybe you should understand something like that. You know, takes, oh, he's doing his due know. diligence. Get some Jason, please sign this reimbursement uh, sheet. Nice mole for, yeah, I don't write yeah. it anymore, though. These these notes go back extremely <laughs> far to just for show. Uh, and uh, no, I'm just what's the last. Wrote a lot about horror movies in here. Oh, here are some notes for the Bombcast December 1st, 2014. Games I'm playing. <laughs> Dragon Age Inquisition. 
Huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, love how much the world is about politics, race, and class. Wow. <laughs> That's a real Patrick Klepper coming to make consciousness. 2014. Patrick Klepper makes a discovery, everybody. Uh, I never played Dragon Age before. Um Bayonetta 2 feels like a good pop song. Oh, that That's was about the world of Dragon Age. Yeah. I thought that was a note you made about <laughs> the, the world. world. No, I like Dragon Age. Age. No out of window. I don't like the state of this. Black God. Lives Matter, Gamergate. <laughs> I'm starting to have some realizations. <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, I, I occasionally make notes in here, but it's uh, as you as you can tell, like it's yeah. stre- stretching no, this it. one out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway. I fired it up on the uh, on the Xbox, the old One X, yeah, yeah, and so I don't. I, I should have looked this up, but there wasn't time before the show. Like, I don't know how much the modern Xbox like tries to upscale stuff from like the old Xbox library. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely has all that same look, but it just looks much crisper. It looks much sharper. It. I, the, I runs- saw people saying that uh, this port that still like running the Xbox version of it on a newer Xbox console was still like the way to go to play the game. So I wouldn't be shocked if that's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. They've announced they've been doing like a lot of that, like, you know, backward, you know, like the, the, the updated work they've been doing on some games. I think this is just a bunch of the shit that they get for free because of the engineering work they've done on, mm-hmm. on backwards compatibility. Yeah. I, so like, I don't know. I, feel it's a bummer because i figured this would be a cool thing to play on switch you know older game you can just sort of like curl up and play a little republic commando it just feels bad like i i don't like it on switch i'm not sure i'm gonna like it that much on xbox i was gonna say this has struck me as a game that is like much more in need of an actual like if you're gonna do if if you're gonna bring it back bring it back like do a sequel or a proper like remake like it's a game that like you could probably take the theming and the framework and you know, run with it as opposed to uh, even if you were to like do the updated, like fully updated visuals, do new textures, like do new models. Like I don't know, I've watched gameplay videos of it. It's like, yeah, I see why people thought like this squad-based combat was really cool at the time and novel, especially on console. Um, but I don't know that any of that stuff like feels novel, right? You know, these we're these also days. this also came out in two thousand four, which is before the Clone Wars cartoon started. The huh. the much loved seven season long uh, one that uh, you can find Rob and I talking about at patreon.com slash civilized. Uh, and uh, the none of those they can't reference any of that stuff like like in terms of the work that was done there on what clone shit was in Star Wars just can't be touched by this because it didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're just pulling off of like the movie clones, presumably. Well, and so there's also. If you are now used to the Clone Wars cartoon where all the voices, the clone voices are voiced by the same voice actor. Right. um, Here, they are very much doing the traditional video game squad. Is it like Call of Duty squad? Is it like heavy? And then, I mean, not heavy, the clone. Yes. You know. (laughs) Scorch. Get over here. But like, so your guy, when when your clone speaks, it sounds like somebody doing a, uh, like, impression of Morrison. Right? Right. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Your buddy Scorch, who's the heavy, is like a cowboy. He's just like, Woo, hey, you want a big explosion or a little <laughs> explosion? And right. I'm like, that's not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's not how clones talk. Like, <laughs> this know. is historically inaccurate. Um, I don't uh, like this the is a legend. Taking. 
this is a legends game now, which means which means in the legend, this this one talked like a cowboy for some reason. <laughs> Again, so look, reading the Wikipedia, they made some of this canon in the Clone Wars show, though. Like, oh, Delta really? Squad That's fun. Is uh, like I guess Filoni was a, a fan of the game, and he uh, Delta Squad makes a brief appearance in Witches of the Mist, a season three episode of the anime. Let's series fucking Clone go! Wars. Let's go! I can't wait. We're like a year away from that. We're gonna get there. They got witches. I know where there's some witches in the Star Wars universe. Uh, mm, who could I didn't it be? This was mm. this was Xbox only. Um, Xbox. Yeah, I also thought time. it came to Game. You said GameCube. In my earlier, head, that- I imagined it came to GameCube, but I huh. I am wrong. It never. It never came to, to, to GameCube. This was It looks uh, like it could have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like at some point, like, you know, two years later they do an updated edition that came to, to with like an extra multiplayer level or totally. whatever. And no, it's to, it was Xbox. To be fair, the GameCube feels like a real Star Wars like extended universe console. I, I, I Bounty Hunter was definitely available on on Clone War or on uh, on GameCube, <laughs> um, I, they definitely had like the Rogue Squadron follow up or the Rogue Rogue Squadron was the follow up to the original N sixty four. Yes, uh, I believe so. Rogue, Rogue I guess the way is Rogue Squadron. Was, was, was Shadow of the Empire? Did Rogue Squadron combo off Shadow of the Empire? Not really. There are two uh, what's the other? There's another Rogue series, isn't there? Is, am I am I wrong about I this? I think there are two Rogue games. There's three Rogue games, uh. and there's and there's another like. Jedi Starfighter, but I think it's a different Star series. Wars Maybe X-Wing Rogue Squadron. That's a book. I think that's <laughs> that's a uh, that's a book. Yeah, that's nope. a book. We're, we can't go down this road. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, that's just that's a shame. I'm bummed that it's not it's not doing it for you. Well, I've, I've, I've never played this game either, but it, now it sounds like I I could just keep waiting <laughs> and just hope that they revive. You know, now that Disney is sort of realized, like ah, don't let EA. Just make a Star Wars game and cancel it. Um, maybe other people should make it. Maybe too. Zynga can get in on this action. Uh, yeah. Well, well okay. I, you know, the, I, so I think there's reason the other... to think that they, they would eventually like. Yeah. They no, know that Republic Commando has a enough of a following that it would make a splash if. Um, they're uh, they're launching Bad Batch this year. The or yeah. like mm. in, a, in less than a month. The the a, a sort of one of the many follow ups to the Clone Wars. I'm surprised they're. If that does well, I can imagine that becoming a, a, a Republic Commando style sure. game. Rob, you're going to say something else? No, I was just going to say like I, like yeah, Patrick. I I don't think if you aren't keenly interested in like playing a Clone Wars game, I don't see that there's this feels so much like a Halo One era game inspired by Halo One and playing it like playing you know an hour of this. I'm like. You know, I'll bet Reach or ODST is cool. <laughs> right. Like, right. If, if I want to play, like, the the war movie version of Halo, where it's, like, a bit more about a squad and a, a group of dudes, like, fighting in a war, I would probably play the other Halo games that did that rather than this kind of, like, off-brand imitation that I'm not even sure I've seen it do a whole lot interesting with the squad control mechanics. Uh, right now, it's very much like a... It's kind of obvious how you use these guys. So it's, you know... it. If you see a nail, you got your guy who's the hammer. If you yeah. see a uh, lock, you got your guy who's the lockpick. It, it's kind of dull that way. I feel like ODST is a distinctly Rob Zachney game. I feel like we should get, I feel like we should send Rob further back all the way to ODST. ODST, uh, ODST for it is, pro, is the, the good chance is my favorite Halo game, other than Halo 1, maybe. Yeah, I, that jazzy really soundtrack. Mm. 
Yeah, this Delicious. is the thing is like if you're if you're primarily a single player Halo player, then ODST does a lot in terms of what I I mean, I don't know, the, the Halo games all have really good level design. Halo 1 still has just yeah. like incredible level design. So, I don't want to take away from that. Well, it was, but. but Reach like changed up the base mechanics in a way that like made playing it feel more like dangerous as like the player, like you just yeah. you were just in, you were actually in more mortal danger than, you know, you were playing as as Master Chief. Yeah. ODST is on PC now, right? Yeah, they did the, it's on they everything now. The they've, yeah, they've spent like collection. a decade fixing yeah. that broken collection. <laughs> uh, it appear, now it's like like one of the better. Apparently, it's like an, an amazing purchase now. So or a Game Pass thing. I yeah, guess. it's Game yeah. Pass. Damn right, sure. We just hit. I just hit download on that right now. I'll be yeah. playing that by the time All I'm right, done. So this. I need to, you can download yeah. ODST and not play it. That's like the beauty oh, of Game Pass. That's that's Game Pass. <laughs> Let me open up Game Pass really quick and see. Uh, let's see here. Wilmot's Warehouse. Uh, uh, Monster Sanctuary, Unto the End. All these are games I've launched once. <laughs> hey guys, I installed Octopath Traveler, and someday wow. I might launch it. <laughs> You're good. Uh, yeah, it's uh, good. It looks I, pretty. I played like a solid just, twelve hours of it before I realized there wasn't a story, and uh, I, I was fine not playing any more of it. Yeah. Hey, there's eight stories. They just never interact. <laughs> They just never cross or over. Or tell and, a story. Or tell a story. Yeah. It's an anthology. Yeah. It isn't. I mean, this is, Rob, I made the same pitch to myself for 12 hours and, <laughs> and enjoyed that 12 hours. I yes. finished the first ring of stories. I was like, all yeah, right. Yeah, me too. Uh, good luck to these people. I hope their lives <laughs> like, go well. <sighs> I'm glad I could pass through them very briefly. Uh, it's like a summer camp type situation. Never going to see y'all again. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me your phone number. I'll, yeah, I'll call. Um, brunch? Oh, yeah, I love brunch. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, we haven't seen each other in ages. We should hang out. Uh, okay, I just... Building off this, briefly. I swear uh-huh. briefly. Uh-huh. I'm, at, I'm in season five of Riverdale. <laughs> Good. And I just need to voice this is a the, complaint. This is the, this is the, the, the time jump? Uh, this is the time. Well, so yeah. okay. yes, yeah, the time yeah, jump yeah. happens mid season five. Well, um, oh. beginning of season they, five. What? I mean, but mid, but not, but like four episodes in, Kato. Well, it's the like last three up. episodes are the butt end of the other season. C- clearly, yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, oh, because of COVID. Because of COVID, yes. Pres- presumably. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Now it's a seven-year time jump. That's big. Which is big. That's just a new bring, show. It's a new. They're bringing people from eighteen to twenty-five. All the characters go off. One of them joins the army. One of them becomes like a Wall Street trader. Quick question. One of them yes. becomes... I'm sorry, because mm-hmm. we do this all day. Mm-hmm. Are they really saying that Archie fought a war on the Riverdale football field? No, that's that a horrible? that's a trauma dream. Yeah. Okay. There's no invasion that he helps fight off or anything like that. <laughs> that's him dreaming about Riverdale and his war experiences. The, the communists they, have not invaded. No, uh, it's not a <laughs> home front, the revolution, no. the revolution, uh, freedom fighters. It's not one of those. No, um, I, I almost wish because I just would love to see that that train crash. Um, <laughs> now, in the previous season, a major character dies uh, at the very beginning of the season because the actor had had passed. Um, poor one out for Luke Perry, who is who did an incredible job on that show. Um, one could argue and, the show was significantly worse post his departure. Oh like, yeah, he he was glue holding it together in many ways. I think they appropriately had Archie spin off in a nightmare direction. Since then, he's just like deeply 
directionless and and you know this is how he ends up going to the the army eventually is like oh you don't you don't fit into anyone else's life anymore dude um then you made a bad decision to join the army in this case uh because you actually are surrounded by people who love and support you and if you knew how to reach out for any of that you'd be in a much better place mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> um the in that episode in the episode where where Archie's dad dies or Luke Perry there's those kind of immemorium episode for Luke Perry um Luke Perry's character gets a gravestone that says he died in 2019. Presumably the rest of that episode, the rest of that season is 2019-2020. After the seven-year time jump, there is a bit where a character says, ugh, something da 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 it's 2021. Now, how was there a seven-year time skip when the previous season, the events of which ended this season, happened in 2019-2020? How do you why 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 not just not include a line that says it's 2021? Honestly, like uh, th- this happens at the role playing table where you like <laughs> you refer to a day it you know you like you're just in the moment you're like I'm just gonna write what I would <laughs> say Rob, at this moment. Rob, real quick, big difference between the role playing table and Riverdale. The Riverdale has a b- m- millions of dollars and is pre pre shot and pre written. Just don't have it Kevin McAllister or whatever. Energy, His name's though. like Kevin McAllister. That Kevin McAllister is a guy from Home Mo- or Home Alone, isn't he? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's sloppy. What's Kevin's what's oh. Kevin's name in in Riverdale? Riverdale Kevin. Oh, Kevin Kevin uh Keller cuz his dad is the sheriff. sheriff. Yeah. I haven't seen anyway. Sheriff Keller in a minute. He's yeah, he shows up in the season. Yeah, He's yeah, around yeah. again. He's around again. Um anyway, that seven you can't do a 7-year time jump in the period of a year. It doesn't I also last season they had the characters sing a song that opened with them saying that they were Gen Z, which now I can't. The math on that is very tenuous in in multiple directions. (laughs) Their musical episodes have never been as strong as they think. No, wait, they were. That song's about being Gen X. It is about being Gen X. But at the beginning of it, Kevin McAllister, a.k.a. Kevin Keller, says we're Gen Z. It's a Hedwig and the Angry Inch song. It's very much about being Gen X. Right. Anyway, <laughs> that's my Riverdale update. I, think, I said I'd get caught up, and I'm getting caught up. I think the tombstone isn't real in fiction because that's the no, it is. That's the real. There's also another one that I didn't want to spoil, but there's another characters who is extremely real in fiction. It also says 2019. Oh, it does. Yeah, it's one that has some spray paint on it. Yeah, no, that okay. Well, that fucks everything. Never mind. Also, I was thinking. Fred I was thinking Andrews. they just like didn't want to put a false date for like respect or something of Luke Perry's. I see what you're saying. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, that would be my feel. But, but if it's also no, on the, what? Uh, yeah, the other guy's uh-huh. name. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, you know who it is. <laughs> God damn it! That boy got got. Anyway, <laughs> maybe, maybe they like realized also they're like if we actually say it's like years in the future. We can't do near future. We have no vision of right. like now. <laughs> right. I would actually be really into like a minor- minority report style take on Riverdale, where it's like, "Hi, Archie Andrews. We notice you haven't been to Guitar Center in a while, <laughs> and like that would be cool. Um, that would be very funny to me. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I love that. That's very good. Um, anyway, that's my Riverdale minute. Just as relevant as Dong Zhuo Conqueror 2019. Uh, I really wanted to front load this with games that or with games with things that are not hyper relevant. I, well, I, we play, a, I played. We're going to do a break first. Let's take a break. We'll come okay. back on you having a thing that's genuinely. Stuff. Yeah. All right. BRB.
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. We're back. Also, I have newer stuff. I just wanted to share the important stuff. Sure. Like... Like Republic Commando and Riverdale. Yeah, look, we have we we have read Vice's um, SEO reports. They have told us like, hey, actually, one people love long podcasts. They love to listen to the end, and then you should definitely like bury the topical the good stuff. Because um, yeah. then when you write the blog post that Cato works on, he's gonna put that at the top. He's like, this is the good. This is the new stuff. We're talking about it. But then you want them to earn it and get it like forty five <laughs> minutes into the podcast. That's right. That's right. Uh huh. <laughs> We only want listeners who feel like they've earned it. You know, yeah. who put up with us at our fucking worst. The Tootsie Pop of oh, gaming no. podcasts. Oh, yeah, uh, exactly. I like a Tootsie Pop. I know people don't like those. I don't like them either. Who doesn't like them? People this don't is what like I'm mm. People I, don't I, like I, them. I, but I, I don't know people. that I, I don't... I, I don't actively hate them the way I like low the peep though. Like Tootsie Roll yeah, is I also more. The peep. It's like my uh, Jessica loves Tootsie Rolls. Like, she'll just sit and like at Halloween. She's like, here's ten of them. Time to fuck my stomach up. And I'm like, yeah, so you want one? Up, I'm like, I, all right. That's not, I want to encourage you to share. I will, yeah. I will eat this. You want to be like, I, no, that shit's gross. <laughs> and I don't want another one. Like, I've had the one Tootsie Roll and I'm like, see you next October. Um, I'm, I'm sad. I think as long as, as you peep, get a, I don't want anything to do with. Yeah, I, I don't want, do you see all the, y'all saw the Peep Pepsi? The Peepsy? Yeah. Peep flavor yeah. Pepsi? I, I feel like I saw it on, t- scroll through Twitter, but yeah, I, I didn't all. engage. I haven't seen it in real life. Um, I don't know. That I still haven't seen exists. that fucking coffee coke. The coffee coke, is I can't real? find it anywhere. Yeah, it's it real. Exists. I just want to Tootsie Pop. I think it has good flavors. Me too. Like, I think the good. cherry, the grape, those are the, good flavors. The chocolate flavored one is legitimately the, tasty. I like. This it. is the one I can't go down the. Really? I, I I'll eat one, but I would always be like, mm, I wish this had like the bright color flavor of right. one mm. of the ones that are more brightly colored. Like the blueberry. Anyway. The blue. The blueberries. Wait, is it blueberry? I I, I always it's assume blue. blue things are just blueberry. Blue is uh, just a flavor. Blue raspberry. Yeah, it's blue. It's blue. It's the, blue raspberry. It's blue flavor. But they always attach a, a fruit that it tastes nothing like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they do make the blue raspberry ones. Right. Yes. yes. Okay. Those are good. Anyway. Patrick, you have something relevant. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, last night I downloaded the new uh, Pac-Man 99, I think oh, it's yeah. called. Oh, um, yeah. What? I, I think I, if, you know, don't, you know, don't tell Nintendo what to do because they don't give a shit. But, like, if I were Nintendo, I would probably find a way to dispel people's fears over, like, the disappearance of a game that people really liked playing, such as, like, the Mario Battle Royale game, and say, hey, Actually, this is going to be a regular thing that we're doing where we're going uh-huh. to partner and create kind of a you know, multiplayer centric nostalgia because that seems cool. Like the idea that you could look forward to a new take on something like that every, I don't know, four or five months would be make sense. That, and it, yeah, would, would also why you would rotate an audience that <laughs> instead <laughs> just now we're killing that shit. And then the day before it comes out, we're just a surprise announcing Pac-Man 99. So, yeah, this is a very similar setup. 
if you play in Tetris 99 or or the the, the Mario one in which uh, is Tetris 99 gone now too? Or is no, it Tetris Mario? 99 has just stuck around. That is okay. that is still playable. They I I know that because like I feel like every two weeks I get a press release from Nintendo that's like we've done another brand crossover right. with Tetris, right. and that may just <clears throat> my guess is. That Pac-Man 99 will also stick around, and this, that, that you know, Mario just disappeared because Nintendo decided it needed to murder its IP, right. um, <laughs> uh, and these third parties will actually uh, let them stick around for a little while longer. But a similar sort of setup in which you have in the center of the screen, you have the, the base game, and so like a very uh, normal-looking Pac-Man board when the game boots up, and surrounding you are 99, uh, I guess it's 99 players total, right? So 98 tiles of other people who are playing Pac-Man in like very condensed form that you're not going to be looking at that. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you you know that that's being, you know, tracked in real time by by, by the game as, as other people are playing. And you can, you can mess with various settings. Like as you're performing well in the game, you can be sending, you know, like in Tetris, you're sending, you know, trash blocks. In in Mario, you're sending enemies. Um, in here, you're <clears throat> you're sending enemies. I've not fully grokked. Like, there's not a tutorial. Like, I like fully understood the like the mechanics of what's occurring necessarily in Pac-Man '99. Um, but like all the, the 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 motions of it are: you're playing a Pac-Man game. You are gobbling up small dots. You uh, there are big flashing dots. When you eat those, then the ghosts who are on the screen, you can eat them. Um, and as you're doing that you're sending stuff to other screens and people are dying and then it whittles it down to you know the the, the last one remaining um and a lot of what's happening in Pac-Man 99 is just like a broader resource management thing so it's like as things are coming in you like you're much more conscious of like when should i get that power pellet when should i be mm. leaving that power pellet in the corner to go grab it and then now the fruit that appears on the screen every once in a while that refreshes the screen and oh, so you're choosing okay. when to refresh that screen for cool. yourself I, huh. I don't know if the fruit disappears <clears throat> on a timer in the way that it does in in regular pac-man where you'd be going for a score my guess is that right. it does um because you would get punished if you're not like sort of like managing the loop properly but that's essentially like kind of what the the rhythm of a round becomes is you looking at the board in terms of like what you want to accomplish relative to what's being sent your way and then using the fruit to reset that board so you can you know kind of like you know begin the the loop uh, all, all over again right and it, it's frantic and weird i i frankly <laughs> prefer that if we're going to revisit pac-man and pay 399 a month for the privilege to play it uh <laughs> exclusively at nintendo's uh online service that you know it's it's something like this as opposed mm. to just i mean i love pac-man championship uh, you know edition but yeah. even that is you know is rethink you know is recontextualizing pac-man to to some degree and so this seems great people have liked every one of these i usually burn out on them p- pretty quickly like i find them novel and then if we were doing streams i would play a lot of this like it would be <laughs> yeah. a really fun thing to do with the an scene. audience yeah, yeah or, totally. or even like around people like if we were all sitting around like playing Pac-Man 99 together. Like, yeah, like, that go up, be, go up. Right. Yeah, well, you can do private matches, you know. Ooh, um, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly how yes. that works. My guess is you can, like, invite a group of people and then fill it with, you know, the, the rest of that. Uh, or, or maybe you give a code out and then, like, you can do it on a stream. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. how, how that works. But, you know, I, I can imagine really enjoying this in a different context. But, like, me sitting around... Like it's, I've got an hour to play a game. Like you know, I, I, I once I get past the novelty of it, I'm sort of I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my guess is it'll be the same thing here. This Pac-Man feels like a game whose average like screen completion is a lot lower than the other things that they've done this with. 
Like, I feel like more people that start playing, just like pick up casually play Tetris or Mario will get further than you go out to huh. a Pac-Man machine. So I was wondering whether or not, like, what, how does the, does difficulty just ramp based only on what other people are doing to you? Or do you ever actually like cross over into <sighs> other screens and stuff? That's the thing. Yeah. Are there other screens? No, I don't, I don't, it's at least in the, like the four or five rounds that I played, it, as far as I know, it was the same basic map. Like it wasn't right. it, what, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't like switching over to a different color scheme or, or a different layout. Um, I think largely because that, well, yeah, I guess it was unless everyone was moving over on a time, like on a on a time signature. It's like all sure. right, after sixty seconds, right, we're right, moving, right. Um, or if some player could trigger something that would like force the board to, uh, to move. But it, um, I don't, I don't see anything because the board itself is changing so frequently due to the right. interactions of other players. Where you're getting, again, I'm not entirely sure what players can, you're sending, I, but you're getting, yeah, you're getting, I can you have like through, the mechanics. Okay, I can talk through some of that stuff. I, as I've watched, I've watched some of it, and I watched, the, I read the you know, press release and, and looked at some stuff. So this, the main thing that you're sending over are these like ghost Pac-Men. They're like, they're outlines oh, they slow of Pac-Men. You down. So if you walk, down. Oh, if, so yes. if you, if you, if you go over them when you have not in, uh, eaten a power pellet, it just like, it's like, it's like a zombie dragging you. And so if you're, you've got a ghost <laughs> right. chasing after you. And if you just hit one of these sort of like ghostly, uh, Pac-Men, you're fine. You can kind of get through it, but there are sequences where there's like 12 of them and you're just Ugh. stuck. Like you're just like, you're right. done. So I, the way that that gets sent is you, for every ghost you eat, you send one over ah. and there are ghost ghosts or outlines of ghosts that show up in the kind of vertical highways mm-hmm. on the side of the, of the board. Yes. Um, and if you get those, it adds those ghosts to the back of one of your ghosts your actual ghosts wandering right. around on your board, which gives you the ability to power pellet up and then eat like 10 ghosts and send those somewhere. Gotcha. So that's like the, that's the back and forth of it a little right. bit. I'm also just flipping through people playing it on Twitch right now and just saw someone playing at like speed five, which must be like towards the end of a really competitive game because it was going incredibly fast. It felt like watching high end Tetris right. in some ways. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God, how are you making these decisions this quick? Well, you're um, not like I, I the, the, right, the highest I, right. I ranked was uh, I got like fifth. Fifth in in, right. in a round, and it I like you know just made a, a left turn into a pink ghost, not because I like thought anything through. It was just like whoops, that pink ghost is there. Yeah. Like yeah. round round over. I also um, just saw there's red Pac-Man outlines that can show up, and those will just kill you. Those oh, seem like they're shit. just like traps waiting to just instant kill you if you run into those. So that's that's also that's no good. Yeah, Be careful of those. It's it's um, neat. I I, yeah, I, I it it's, seems neat. It's, it's super cool. Like I I think it's a uh, nifty, you know, there aren't a, lot, a ton of reasons to pay for Nintendo Switch Online, right? Like, you need it to play multiplayer in certain games. You could get access to a trash nostalgia service that is, like, never updated. Um, That's in, not in true. They put, fashion. like, three games I'd never heard of on yeah, there it's, last I, month, which I actually, I, I appreciate them putting weird stuff on there. I just wish it happened more often. They are just so clearly, uh, Nintendo does not want to do what uh, Microsoft is doing, which is pay money for games to appear on the service, right? Like, I don't blame Square necessarily for, like, why would we put Chrono Trigger here? Like, we would rather you just buy it um, on on the Switch. I mean, um, what Nintendo needs to do is say, yeah, we'll just cover X amount of sales, like, because we want, you know what I mean? Like, it's not hard to imagine how that deal happens. Nintendo is just like, no, (laughs) would you rather we just, like, localize this, 
uh, strange, uh, like 2D platformer from yeah, dude, like I know, which is cool. Like they're yeah, uh, Psycho Break or like Sa- there was Psycho one of those Dream, that- Prehistoric yeah. Man, and Doomsday Warrior, and Fire and Ice. Like I'm no Frank Cifaldi, but I never heard of any of those. Well, I uh, <laughs> Psycho Break like had never come out here uh, before. It, it was a game. I, tr- I was trying to do a story on it. I was trying to track down the designer because the game was really interesting looking, and it was a game that uh, this happened more frequently in the. Um, like the 16 and 8-bit era, where mm-hmm. games would get advertised because advertisements had to be placed so far in advance, but then the games wouldn't be released. And so right. um, Psycho Dream was uh, coming over here and was showing... And to the point that it was reviewed in EGM. Like, there was wow. a review of the American version in EGM, and then for the... the like, there was a... Uh, like an acquisition, bankruptcy, yada, 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 you know, financial stuff happened and that game never came out. And so there was like a really interesting story. Um, That's funny. And so it's like, it would be, it's cool that like Nintendo, yes, yes, if they were picking cool. that because, hey, there's a rich history back in an era when a lot of Japanese games didn't come. There was no guarantee they would come to, um, to, 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 to outside of Japan. Whereas these days it's like, it's rare and if they don't come, some some fan is will localize it and figure it out. You um, see, there are like, two different Mizerna Falls fan translations dropped uh, in the last month. I don't think it's a different. It's the same or it's translation. Same, it's, the same translation? It's, an, it's an updated pat. So the yeah, go back and read. We have an we have an uh, there was an excellent story uh, we did a couple years ago about Mizerna Falls, which is a PS one like open world Twin Peaks like pre GTA three. Um, there's a great piece uh, about. Um, some of the original people that worked on that. And then I did a follow-up piece that was about, uh, there was some drama in the community uh, related to it's like patching and like how it was mm-hmm. being handled. And then- but they're, Are they also using the Resident Evil pass? Yes. And so trans- the, most, localization? the most recent um, uh, update that makes it like completely payable, playable for uh, without a lot of hoops to, to jump through and worrying about crashes and, and things of that nature was actually done by the same uh, programmer, you know, translator that- uh, I did a long feature about a, the the one Fire Emblem game that had not been localized oh, yeah. for uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thesis or I forget what the the classic was. Patrick Kleppik yes, one yes. person thirty five hundred words about a, about a yeah. localize about a fan localizer <laughs> working for years yeah no that's my thing put uh, it on my gravestone real caught you in four K moments um, <laughs> um, so that that um, that person worked on the patch uh, for for this updated uh, Mazurna Falls um, and that. That is also a game that, like, I don't want to sit and play by myself, but boy, we need to I do a stream again game. because we I want to sit and play, play that game, Falls. like, on a stream because that would be a blast. Oh, I really want to see that game so bad. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. I, I do like that there are obscure games on it. Yeah. I just wish that we were back in the, the glorious heyday of the uh, the um, Nintendo Wii, like, Wednesday drop of just tons of, of stuff yeah. yeah 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 god what was why am i blanking on what was it that was called now what was the nintendo wii uh retro game thing called virtual console what virtual console uh, the yeah, virtual yes. console <laughs> yeah thank you Whew. Whew. thank you Kata. <laughs> great, name. great branding Saved. too uh, right virtual, yeah virtual console just sounds cool uh, you think we'll ever get the beauty of of a nintendo shop like music they again? seem to have left that aesthetic behind and they should go so back sad. to it I mean, I love the Switch UI. Like, Me too. All the sound effects are... But what if when you open the shop, it played a little, a little tune? I'm, I'm, so I'm a little bossing over beat. Like, <laughs> or give me the option. Like, if they would just say, like, hey, like, look, you want to just want deepen the set, deepen the advanced settings of... Uh, or a ch- if there's just a cheat code in the eShop that yeah. can turn that on, I'd do it every time. Oh, they don't even time. have to make anything new. 
Just put the fucking Wii no. eShop music oh, they on should it. Just, they should just rotate past eShop yeah. yes. music yes. from various platforms. Yes. yes. <laughs> Is that yeah, make, is, you know what? Make, look, give me I that would be an incentive to continue my Nintendo Switch online membership. It's like, hey, when you're in yes. the commerce store engaging in capitalism, you can enter a cheat code to listen to the virtual console or like eShop yeah. music. I was like, uh-huh. I would do it. I'm I'm right here. I'm I'm ready. Get too mellow to do some remixes. Yeah, it's just so good. <laughs> oh fuck! All right. Uh, anyone else play anything uh, they want to? They want to talk about? Kata, what are you up to? You still on that Monster Hunter grind? Are you, are you uh, yeah, branching out? I did a couple things. Monster Hunter. I actually, I, I actually downloaded and played the Outriders demo since that's just the beginning of that game. Finally, um, the Technomancer is the worst class to start someone out on that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh really so i've heard pyromancer is the or pyro i think pyromancer might be second worst but it's mm. it's like uh if we're going from worst to best it's like technomancer then like a million spaces or whatever and then yeah. pyromancer pyromancer um and then the other two are kind of the same not the same but very devastator devastator and, 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 and um Trickster. trickster, the one that you, <laughs> I actually the trickster is fucking it should be great. like the one they force everyone onto to like yes. sell them on the game because it's fucking good. Yeah. Um, it's so good it comes with a built I mean, in. It is- comes with a built in combo, right? Like you teleport, you slow, then right. you slash you through slow, everyone, and like they're slash, all fucking yeah. dead, and then everyone around you that's trying to shoot you, all their and bullets get, get slowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the like slow shield that the trickster has is just sick. It's very like anytime good. you see. Uh, just wait until you end up fighting people who have like mortar launchers. So there's a there's an uh, oh, uh, like an enemy boss class that can shoot like a huge AOE of mortars that come down and it gets caught in your time <laughs> bubble and it's just like slowly crossing down oh, towards the ground as you're headshotting people and it feels good. It feels yeah. good. I, I played a bunch more of that too, uh, Kato. Um, I think the uh, I'm I think the issue with Technomancer is that it's just like a base damage over damage any damage right. heals you which is like okay you have a turret you put it down and the damage that it does will also heal you it's, it's but it any, feels like you it, don't have oh is it just any hmm, yeah okay. including your including your your summon including your little turrets and stuff your pets your, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. they are um they um but they don't shoot super quick and if someone runs up right. on you you've basically got nothing except whatever your whatever your gun is and like that's fine sure. but in some situations you're going to get like run down if you didn't position yourself really well like you can place you have a grenade uh which you can actually kind of place as a trap so it's like very much you want to okay i see it, it, like yeah, you, it'll stick to the ground and it'll stay it, until someone okay. walks over it um and then you have your turret and like the idea is definitely more like you want to set those up in choke points and you want to sit back and like uh yeah. pick off people which also from is not a fun way of playing it's not great like it's very useful in multiplayer right um but probably not so much in as as a, so, a solo yeah. i like i went through all the, the the beginning with all three all of the all of the classes and it was definitely the mm-hmm. the hardest one to like stay alive with like solo um the other yeah. ones all like the 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 sis i think pyromancer's a little trickier just because um it's like things have to die while they're marked which is while they're like on yes. fire so it's like yes. a little bit of a timing thing but i think it's actually when it works out it, it's like it works out really well and like the your second ability is a straight up heal it's a little harder oh, for damn. bosses 
because right. you it's like you, you only get the you only get the health back on death while while they're burning. Um so I think that's probably where people like say like the 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 um, it's harder because I feel like Technomancer did better on a boss when it's like mm-hmm. a, just a single like beefy enemy. Uh because yeah. that turret's just gonna be pecking. All your at turrets them. are just hitting yeah, yeah exactly. Right, right. Um but I feel like as if you're just throwing someone into show this game, which is what happened when I did the preview for this game, it was the Technomancer. It was like, I am being bum rushed by a million different fucking enemies all at once. And I cannot, I like can't keep them away. They're, they're out damaging what I'm self healing. And also I was still trying to use cover because they didn't, they also didn't do the thing where it's like you shouldn't be using cover as much, or if you're gonna use cover, you have to use it in a very, very specific way. Um, and so I am coming around a lot on this game. The, the, which is surprising because the story fucking sucks. <laughs> like it's, it's 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 rough. It's very it's rough. rough. I'm pretty it's far very, into it now. Yeah, but like I I realized I, I was trying to I was talking to a, a friend of 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 mine about this game. Um, who had a really bad first day with it. Uh-huh. And I was like, try to get through to a certain point, basically. Um, and it, basically the point at, at which like you start to build a character, which mm-hmm. we talked about on Monday's episode. And then like uh, the next night he messaged me and was like, oh, this is a Diablo. Now I understand right. how to engage with this. And I know people like the Diablo story. I know there are people out there who are like deep in the Diablo fandom who are like, who care about that stuff. Right. But I've never engaged <laughs> with any game like that in that way. Right. Um, except for Fantasy Star Online, Justice for Red Ring Rico. Uh, <laughs> and, and normally it's just like the numbers go up. I found cool loot. I'm building something. I'm, right. I'm figuring out a way to make these these abilities interact. And at that level, I still think that game just does a, a really good job of that. Um, and yeah, I I'm, haven't engaged I'm, too much with the the like kind of uh, loot loops yet. The huge skill tree um, also. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sure, I'm sure, like sure. I'm looking at that skill tree and already planning paths, which is a good sign yeah. of like, oh, I know I want to go for yeah. this. Like I can see where these things are starting to connect. Um, well, and again, the thing that makes it a good loot game is the thing of getting a piece of loot that then changes that thing you thought you had. Planned. Right. We're like, oh, shit. Wait a second. Da, 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 da. And that's that's really fun. I'm I'm uh. I feel like I'm either missed a tutorial or something, but there's something called like weapon leech and like skill leech that they haven't explained. Yes. But it feels it's important bad about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had to end up I ended up looking that up. Weapon leech is straight up you he you heal okay uh yourself based on how high your weapon leech is based on weapons and skill leech is the same thing but for um, skills and i think that or... the, 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 but for skill Wait, attacks yeah so yeah, 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 heal for, on skill damage heal on skill damage okay, okay. correct not cooldown reduction um, i i assumed it was no, cooldown reduction correct. and i was like this doesn't no, seem to be doing it's anything heal. it's like it's heal yeah. okay I was already getting like healed up from hitting my abilities at the right time, so I like didn't notice if it was healing even more. Honestly, so that might be like right. a well, higher end. Like it introduces thing. a bunch of fucking weird. It does introduce a bunch of weird math, right? Where it's like, okay, this gun is this gun does a hundred damage and has a ten percent skill lead or weapon leech, versus this gun does two hundred damage and has an eight percent weapon leech, right? Which is better, and the answer is the the two hundred damage one because that math just works out. But those are very that's very simple math I just gave you <laughs> when those math when that math is like this gun does seven hundred and fifty four and has two point eight weapon leech, right? And this gun does eight hundred damage but has two point six weapon leech. You're like, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do I like using more? Right. It's close enough. Right. Yeah, right? totally. Um, 
So, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that you're digging into that. Uh, I hope you, if you, if you end up playing, playing it, let me know. I'll definitely yeah. hop in with you and fuck around for sure. Yeah. I think, I think um, given how like, I had a, so much fun as both the trickster and the devastator, just cause like you're, it's the most, you're not fucking, you're not fucking around with the weapon system, with the cover system at all uh, of those classes. And it really shines in those moments of just like, no, you're going to get up in people's face. You might get hurt a bit, but don't worry. You're going to be healed in a second. Just kill them. Mm-hmm. Just kill them. You got it. <laughs> and they give you the tools totally. to do that. And it feels good. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm definitely going to try to stick stick with it for a bit. It's, it's like, it's like that's, that's what I was trying to say. It's like the, the story is is rote, but still not boring enough to make me fully drop off yet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh um, there's some, you know, I, I had another big boss fight against a big alien monster thing a little bit further in the game, and that was not particularly good. Like, I, I'm glad when they're just doing here is a cool level design that emphasizes the sense of, like, frenetic running around trying to keep everything, you know, trying to juggle everything yeah. versus the bits where it's like the, the handful of bits where they try to do something else. Like, when they're doing it that way, they're it's it's going pretty well, so... Uh, also, briefly, I want to shout out another thing I actually played, which is called Aaron's Adventure, A-R-O-N-S Adventure, um, A-R-O-N apostrophe S, mm-hmm. like Aaron as a person. Uh, it is it is a, God, how do I, I guess it's like an open world adventure game, uh, like action adventure RPG, I guess like an action RPG, um, that has this very simplistic low poly like character design style mm-hmm. um I'll, I'll put a, a trailer in the chat for y'all um this is does this have any gameplay yet yeah, it does uh where it's like you know very hyper you know uh, stylized but like polygonal faces with just like a smile <laughs> drawn <laughs> on um Good. and then it's like mouse and keyboard combat uh I, I tried playing with the controller i don't think the control the controls work very well at all but it's like you're in these you're going from like one open world like hub area to another um and it's like a small team decided to try to make a a big open world game basically mm-hmm. um and there're like some cool abilities you're you're you have like a bow and then a melee weapon and there's like you know stealth kills it it feels so much like a group of people said i've no idea how big the team is but it feels like a group of people were like we could make a a you know, a shadow of Mordor. I mean, not with the shadow of Mordor system, but that style of just, this is an open world action RPG where you're climbing some things and solving puzzles and, you know, collecting things and seeing the story via weird open world, like rift flashback things where you're seeing like projections from past characters doing things i like i'm not giving this a hard sell because i'm so early into it that i don't want to give it a hard sell and just do the austin walker like you should play this game because it's like 30 bucks um <laughs> but it's one of those things where i was like i'll give this a, give this a, sh- a shot i saw it on steam i bought it um this is a game that i like have not gotten a single press release for and i like to buy games like that sometimes just because i know that the devs didn't for whatever reason it didn't cross my path just going on the steam uh yeah like new releases new releases see what's out and be like huh this looks like very ambitious for a Steam new release, you know, that I'm from a team that, <laughs> that I've that never would be a heard good of. Feature. File that one away, Austin. It's like yeah. look at looking at the Steam new release list. Like, let's check out. Let's just determine what's interesting. That's good. Yeah, well, this is this is apparently this is a 
uh, a, a you know developer from the Netherlands. Um, I clicked on the name for the company, and it it might just be a this might just be like a one or two or small person game. I guess there's a soundtrack, there's voice acting, so it is not just a one person thing. This dude did not do all of the voices, um, but the voices sound extremely. And again, I mean this in in a in a a way that uh, is is complimentary. They feel very amateurish. They feel very like I've hired a bunch of people who want to be voice actors to like come in and do that. Um, and I think it's just like a kind of a charming game. I, I think it's kind of janky uh, in terms of the way some of the movement feels and the way you the the summoning a horse and the horse the horse jump is extremely you were on the ground. You are now 10 feet in the air on your horse. <laughs> um, but I think that like the visual style, which has this sort of um, God, what's it remind me of? It reminds me of um, there was a game that came out a few years ago by Harebrained Schemes called um, God ne- uh, Necropolis that had a sort of similar vibe. Hmm. Um, you know, it, it's it's like N six. You know what this game feels like? This game feels like you went to Blockbuster. <laughs> and you you were like, I want to play a new game for N64. <laughs> and you find you found some action RPG you'd never heard of before. Yep. And you brought it home and you're like, huh? Yeah, okay, that was an all right three days. I'm not buying that. This is too much money. I'm not gonna, you know, and but but that ha- that's how it feels. And I'm I'm I've been kind of again charmed by it. So um Quest 64. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep a little Quest 64 action. I thought I'm gonna do a Quest 64 <laughs> speed run last year. That ah. was fun. Um so yeah, that's Aaron's adventure, A-R-O-N-S uh adventure. Um yeah, shout outs to to that to that game. The uh, uh, I, I played most of something uh, pretty short last night called uh, Before Your Eyes, which is oh. uh, a new uh, uh, indie game that's been on my radar for a couple of weeks. So I saw that I, I got the trailer I don't know, like a month ago and it was like, you know, uh, sad, sappy music, uh, cool looking art style, like images of like a funeral and babies and i was like oh like this seems like uh i'm gonna cry playing this game let's go mm-hmm. like i'm ready i haven't done this in a while um and the the mechanic of it is uh, kind of fascinating i don't know that it entirely works but i think it's an interesting experiment but uh it's called before your eyes you know the idea being that you know life just you know not flashes for your eyes in, you know when you're dying but like goes by in an instant um like you know you blink mm-hmm. and you'll miss it and quite literally it's a game that uses your webcam, and there are mechanics tied to you, the player, blinking. Um, and there is a way to turn that off if you don't want to engage with that mechanic. I don't know how it works, so my guess is you're just like clicking a mouse clicking, to, to, to push yeah. forward. But um, it, you know, it's really encouraged that you like engage with the game in that way because it it it's it's interesting. So you don't move around; you can look around uh, with the mouse. Um, but as you look around there are the way it uh it plays with your eyes is so when you'll see like you'll see like an eye uh like uh, like ui uh, bit um in the corner and it's like oh that's an object i can interact with so you'll like you know mouse over you know get the cursor on it and blink and that might trigger um you know like a little bit more light in the room you can see an object that might trigger uh a line being said by one of the characters um mm. the general like narrative thrust of uh, before your eyes is that you like start out as a baby and then you like grow up and you're experiencing your life in sort of like different fragments and the time jumps occur as you blink. Um, the game communicates like when this is going to happen. There's sort of like a, 
there's like a little icon that appears at the bottom. Like, what's that thing like when you're playing like a piano and it goes like back and forth, like do do metronome. So, metronome? Yeah, yeah, metronome. So like, if and, you're in a moment you're really enjoying. If you blink, you literally miss it. Like if you're like, yes, I want to stay yes. in this moment of the memory. That's fascinating. Yes. And so I what, what ends up that. happening <laughs> is you you have, uh, if you're paying close attention, you will see like the metronome appear. And when the metronome appears, the next time you blink, the sequence just ends and you move on to the next one. Um, and it plays with you in that regard where there will be, uh, let's say, uh, you will see that metronome appear and a character is mid-sentence. And oh. if, if if you want, to, I think the game uh. wants you to just blink naturally and move on. Yeah, of course, but it's also there are other lines. Like there, there, there's one sequence where you're like uh, uh, paging through a book, and that metronome appears, boom, like that. And you haven't done it. Like there was a line of dialogue, but there are like uh, pictures that you can uh, engage with. And there'll be an, an extra line of, of conversation that occurs. And so what happens is, is you're looking at the screen, not blinking, moving the mouse over, then purposely blinking on top of the icon to trigger it, not blinking because you've now returned to metronome mode, and then trying to move the mouse right. over to the area where uh, you can engage with the, the second object. None of that stuff feels uh, required. Um, um, yeah, Kato has posted the strained... <laughs> teenager meme and they're uh, with the veins popping out of their yeah. head. And so I kind of had to drop that. I kind of, what I was doing at first was like, okay, this is, this is uncomfortable. I'm not, it's making me, making it more difficult to engage with the narrative. And like, I don't really enjoy bulging my eyes out uh, attempting to <laughs> see these other sequences. To game it. Yeah. To game it. Um, uh, so I sort of just stopped that and was like, all right, I'm just going to blink normally. And if I miss things, I miss things because it seems like the game is designed around that. And that they, I'm sure they have front loaded, you know, like the, the metronome doesn't, isn't just there the moment when you're in a sequence, it is triggered by the game. And so presumably like the key narrative bits are, are here. Uh, and, and anything else is, is maybe not perfunctory, but it is not required to understand what's right. going um, from moment. There's not a yeah. murder mystery. You'll be able to solve only if you don't <laughs> blink for four hours. No, no, no. But, but, but like my guess is there are achievements tied to it. You know, my guess is there are, um, you know, other mm-hmm. smaller things. For, if you want to explore more about the story, there are like kind of, very uh like my I, I guess <laughs> I should rewind a little bit, which is that the like the basic premise of the game, yes, like you are you are a child experiencing their life, but the reason that's happening is because the game opens with you on a boat. Um, there is some sort of talking wolf creature in front of you, and he claims he has plucked your soul from the water um because Thanks. he had a hunch that you've had an interesting life. And that in front of you is a giant tower and there is some sort of queen that like rewards the, the you know, the, the bringing of interesting lives. Like, I don't know if she's feasting on them. The claim is that you will become part of a, a society if your life is interesting enough. And if not, I guess your soul is just tossed back into the riverbank and uh, you know you better keep know. your eyes open you better show this motherfucker the interesting parts um and so he's betting on you that you are going to have an interesting life and that's how he introduces like the the <laughs> blinking uh, mechanic and then you know you, you don't spend a bunch of time with him you 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 are spending the vast majority right. of the the game which uh i played like 10 of 12 
uh, chapters last night. I kind of have to do the ending is the, the one bit that I need to do. Um, and the vast majority of the game is spent, you know, in these uh, sort of, you know, these little narrative snippets um, where you're experiencing what happened in your life, your, your relationship with your, with your parents. Um, like it is a game that's like trying to, uh, I think it tells a pretty uh, interesting story. Um, that said, like, because of like the way you engage with it, it often, if I found myself disengaged from the story because I became like so acutely aware, like of what I'm right. doing with my eyes. That said, it's like a really, I'm, I love games with like uh, gimmicky mechanics that's why like i was a big proponent of the wii early on and like was like really interested in what like virtual reality can do for storytelling and and so i I don't know i i really had i enjoyed my time with this it didn't blow me away but i i found like this this neat way of engaging with the story to be like really cool and different um so uh yeah that's before your eyes um it's it's uh it's out now on PC. I, I can't imagine it would come to other. I don't know if they're gonna like <laughs> on PlayStation I. Like PlayStation I don't think it can detect you from across the room. No, um, and it does do a good job. They have a they have a really good um, like sensitivity uh, tutorial, which is kind of fun. Where it's it, the way it works is like, hey, let's see. We don't know what kind of webcam you have. Like what the sensitivity is. What kind of your your, your the, the lighting is in the room. And so you'll it, it says like, hey, just start blinking. And it's going to fill these circles at the bottom. And then you tell the game, like, how many of those blinks were actual blinks and how many of them were, like, you were just, like, moving your eyes and the camera uh, got it wrong. And, like, the first time, any time I, like, sort of, like, stretched my eyes, which I found myself consciously doing after a blink because mm-hmm. I was doing the blinks on purpose to, to trigger the to, the the sensitivity. Um, and then once I dialed it back once, it, like, straight up got every single uh, blink, but it was, there are some amazing moments where like there's like something touching happening, and I forgot that I blinked, and then it's just gone. It's like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. That's Damn, yeah, like you got that. the game. Like yeah. and and it never. They always introduce the metronome mid sentence. You, it is never like, hey, you've seen the end of it. Like here's a second for you to explore. Don't screw it up. It's like your mother. You know, you, the 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 arc, the arc without getting into the the finer details is. Your mother was like a uh, uh, she always wanted to be an artist, a, 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 a pianist and, and compose her own music, never was able to get discovered, but she was really talented. And then her her inability to uh, make a life around that talent has, let's say, become the thrust of how she wants to raise her child um, and the complications. Sure. Of that. And that's sort of the, the narrative arc of uh, of the game. Um, but there'll all be all these sequences where it's like mom's saying something or like your first love is saying something and then like boom you accidentally blink and it just off to the Damn. off to the next thing so it's 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 neat and given that it's a not much of a huge time lift um i can't imagine it's more than another 15 20 minutes in the game so yeah that's before your eyes and it's out on on pc now i guess they could do it on phones right like all the, yeah, all the phones could, have have cameras that. so i could see them I doing that, could that work. at some point they could, could um, do that cool i'm gonna check that out that sounds yeah really it's neat um. Any anything else? Uh, anyone? Want? Oh, are you still keeping up with Cozy Grove? By the way, because that just hit. That just hit. Like, I'm not. PC and um, stuff. Are you done? I, are you? Are I you I made it about a week into Cozy Grove. Um, and then I don't know. So it's hard for me to speak to whether like is the problem 
Cozy Grove is the problem. Me, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm aware of like the fact that Animal Crossing style games, like sort of like lifestyle Sims, don't do a ton for me. My thought was that Cozy Grove, with the narrative hooks and uh, the fact that it's like, hey, come here for 20 minutes, leave, come back the next day, that might be enough to to get me into it. And I loved the art style, but like most, at least in like the I don't know six hours or so that I played over the course of two weeks. Um, Every quest was like, hey, man, can't find this cone. Could you go find it? And it's like just aimlessly wandering the island, hoping to find it behind a tree, not wanting to look anymore, and then paying someone 100 bucks or like 100 virtual currency for them to just mark it on the map. Um, And it just it ends up like unfolding a lot of that stuff really, really slowly. And I still think it's like if the game hooks you, like I think it's – you know, the idea that it has like this limited daily investment, um, maybe it ends up really working for you. But it also meant that, like whatever story bits were there were just doled out so slowly. It's like, I, no, like I, yeah. I I need more of it. Like I learning the premise of each character was cool, but it was just I'm going to have to put in so much time every day. Not so much time, but just like I guess time in a long, like a long span. Like I mean, they told us in like the pitch emails, like this is a game really meant to be played weeks, months to fully experience all the character beats. Um, and so if it works for you, great. But I like I was just like, there's not enough here for me. I didn't want to turn it on anymore, and the mechanics were too complex for Jessica to want to pay attention. She just liked dragging the icons out of the inventory, which infuriated me. I was like, done. We're not doing this anymore. Like, this is not a game we could play together. And so I fell off Cozy Grove. But yeah, it just launched. I think as we're recording this, it's out on Switch and a bunch of other consoles. Um, so it's very pretty. And if you want to experiment with it, again, you know, Apple Arcade is now like a much more compelling service and you only have to pay a couple of bucks. Or like if you bought a device you, mm-hmm. There's like a free trial for 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 30 days that you can you can pluck at it and see if it if it works for you. But no, it's I'm uh, I've left the cozy grove behind, but I wish the ghosts well. <laughs> Good. Uh, before we before we dip into emails, Rob, do you want to hit any of these other topics on your menu? <laughs> uh, where are we feasting, boys? Where yeah, what do we are we talk about? Judgment? We talk about Need for Speed? <laughs> Why judgment? Is is this is this just a like, That's uh, curious. like yeah. Rob Game Game Pass Game of the Week? Like I'm gonna play an hour. I'm I'm Rob you, Zach, curious? Game Pass <laughs> Game of the Week <laughs> sponsored by. I'm not gonna say you know. Give me a sponsor. Let's go. Yeah, we don't like, have a we reach don't have, out yeah, to the sales team sponsored. advice. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> come on. Uh, I guess. You know, I don't fully understand. Oh, and you know what? You know what I think this stems from, actually? Uh, so the other night, I was browsing the Criterion channel, as one does, as and one adding does. movies that I'm probably not going to watch before they are removed from the service. Um, ah, yeah. And there's a ton of Japanese gangster movies on Criterion right now, sure. this month. If you want to feast on some Yakuza stories, uh, <laughs> this is your moment. And. Naturally, I was like, damn, I could go for that. I'm going to watch none of these. I am going to play. Eh, I don't want to play Yakuza. But Judgment. Why didn't you want to play Yakuza? Have you played? Have you gotten deep into any of the Yakuza games? I, think ever? I, got, I got decently far into Yakuza 0. 0. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But the problem was I felt off of it while there were a lot of plot yeah. pieces juggling in the air. And Good so I'm going to get back into back it. In. Yeah. I'm going to have to replay it. And I'm like, there's a lot of fights at the start of that. Like, a lot of fights. And I didn't want to do that. So 
I went with judgment and um, I think it was a good call because one, it's a different vibe than Yakuza, which I hadn't fully internalized how different yeah. it would feel like Yakuza. This is not new information, but it is straddling this line between like serious gangster movie, surrealist comedy, existential character study, which is very much in the tradition of a lot of like modern Yakuza, modern being like seventies and eighties Yakuza movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was looking for something maybe a little more grounded, a little more like Scorsese. Uh, and I think that's Judgment to an extent. Like, Judgment has a... Okay, I have to caveat all of this with... Judgment is also very into how hot its cast of characters is. Like, it is an extremely good-looking game full of, like... Oh, yeah. ...good-looking faces. And, like, there are pretty people, and then there's also just fantastic, like, character actor faces that are just, like, so memorable. And so, uh, to an extent, like, a big part of this game is just, like, kind of enjoying the digital actors' performances and then the expressiveness of some of the faces. Uh, Nevertheless, it does have kind of a tragic sense uh, that... For all the moments where, like, your character is getting sort of a glory shot, there's also moments of, like, deep alienation and regret and just, like, um, loaded conversations with other characters that I'm a sucker for this stuff. We talked about this when the game came out, but, you know, the premise is you are a not a disgraced lawyer. You are somebody who went out at the top of their game, but you got off, you got a murderer off of a, uh, off their charges and they immediately went out and like brutally killed somebody. And so right. also the context is no one gets a murder off their charges. Like it's a very you did the Phoenix right, you know, right. impossible thing of of beating the a system that is always that always wins its cases. Well, and I kind of like too that there's this thing looming over the game where everyone's like it's your fault this guy got off. And the try the case you got at the start of the game this is kind of a Perry Mason in reverse thing, really. You're a lawyer. Mm. You are still a lawyer. You understand the law. You could run a legal strategy, but you're an investigator now. Right. And the thing you're dealing with is the police are putting together another shitty case. They are rushing to conclusions again. And like you run into the prosecutors and like, I don't know, some of them seem okay. One of them is clearly like the love interest or former love interest, but one of them is clearly a hack. And, like, is going to put together a shitty legal strategy. And so, to an extent, like, you're, the fact that you won a trial is held against you and not against a system that is so, like, complacent in the way it administers justice that just, like, puts up bricks in terms of, like, felony charges. And it's like, yeah, that'll that'll land. We You know, we win every case. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think... The thing I'm really getting into is it's got a lot of fun detective-y minigames, and I just enjoy how much weight of history uh, surrounds your character and their relationships. Like, everyone in this story has relationships that go back a long ways, and you're kind of picking up the action in the middle, and so... There's a lot of fun watching these characters evolve and kind of watching. I I don't know. It's it's interesting. Your your character is clearly somebody who's kind of just hiding out, uh, or trying to, and you got a lot of people in your life kind of saying like, you know, this isn't really you, right? Like this isn't really what your calling is. 
And your character's like, I'm pretty sure it's my calling. I'm pretty good at this. Um, and I'm curious which way that's going to break. But it, the thing it doesn't do a lot is the broad comedy that you find in Yakuza. This is mm-hmm. much more like... Um, there's still some comedy. There's still some great weirdness. Like you have a really... I took, I was sort of mesmerized by this. There was an interrogation that took place outside a sushi stand. And there's just a weird mannequin statue of a guy, like big happy dude offering you sushi in the background while you are arguing about, like, while you're trying to coax a witness to sort of like come forward. And just in the background, there's this, this preposterous uh, like statue uh, just looming over it. And that I think is where a lot of the comedy hmm. comes from. But in terms of the moment to moment, a lot of it is like genuinely like, you know, character beats and unpacking the story. And like the investigation itself feels pretty grounded uh, in terms of how the Yakuza are presented. So like, I hope I will have the time to stick with it. I think the yeah. issue I run into with these games is already it's like, Hey, you should do side quests. Yeah. And the more of those you add in, like I'm kind of, I have a hard time not doing those, but in general, I can already tell I'm going to enjoy them less. Like, you know, every time they're like, Hey, can you do a, do a boring favor for a friend? You're not really sold on as a character yet. And also we didn't record any dialogue. So the performance isn't going to really happen for this. Yeah. That's going to get tough. I hope you stick with it because I've heard, I've heard it's like really solid all the way through. Um, in terms of the main the main thrust of the of the plot and stuff and and also because I could live vicariously through you because I also did not stick with it and, <laughs> and did the podcast did the podcast here's what this game is and then never went back to it because that's what it means to be a podcaster sometimes unfortunately um all right let's take a, a quick dip in the question bucket we got a lot of we got a lot of follow-ups on some ice cream material that we put out in the world oh, so yeah oh, gaming right. advice.com uh-huh Kent writes in regarding the ice micro ice cream microwaving discussion for episode 385. I have what may be an unusual take. I myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah. Uh huh. I, I myself yeah. forgo the microwave unless an ice cream scoop is unavailable, in which case I may nuke it for five seconds or so. My fiance, however, insists on having her ice cream whipped. This basically entails me getting her ice cream into a bowl and then beating the shit out of it with a spoon until it's in some sort of state between regular ice cream that's been sitting out for five minutes and soft serve. That's a little tricky when it's a Ben and Jerry's flavor with lots of hard bits like fish food or something. Note that that me microwaving the uh, note that me microwaving this portion for the same effect does not work. She can, she can tell. Um, uh, not well, sure this if I'm. This is not dissimilar to me. This is similar the, to you. The, yeah, yeah, the chocolate syrup and into like you know scoops of ice cream as a kid. This that does sound like that to me. Yeah, Rob, you. Seem I don't like think you have it an does opinion? actually. Why, Patrick? You're mashing syrup into the ice cream and like moving. Uh, no, right. no, no, no. This is this is this is this is a, this is. A, I'm essentially making like a milkshake. For my okay. for myself, like I'm taking the ice cream. Were you drinking it with a straw, or were you still spooning it? No, I just I was just spoon it. I would spoon it. I'm so just, this does this does sound similar. Um, but I was always it was always just basic vanilla. I was just making chocolate ice cream. <laughs> like I like <laughs> right. I was just using vanilla and chocolate syrup, 
And you'd had a cold I, stone. You would have been on there doing the whole. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's got to be more complicated when you're dealing with like all the the bits inside as well, yeah. which I, I none of that occurred during my uh, during my youth. <laughs> that kind of sounds. Austin, the the cold stone thing, I think, sounds a little bit like what she's going for there at the end. Yes. At the end product. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking like that's a lot of work. Yeah, like, a lot of work. <laughs> I don't know that I'm doing that work. Oh, that's Rob Zachney saying that. That's Rob. I'm gonna make salad dressing at the counter before I eat a salad. <laughs> so well, unless I'll just fair, not the, make a salad because boy, yeah, that yeah. sounds like a lot yeah, of work. Exactly. Here would be my follow up <laughs> yeah, though. True, true. If this is a regular issue, is this a case where it's like you just got to get a stand mixer? You got to get a stand yeah. mixer. You got to fling that ice cream in there, and mm-hmm. enough that the uh, big paddle will actually stick and not just like fling it around. Right. Um, and then like really quickly. Uh, sort of beat it with the uh, paddle uh, to mm. get that texture because that's the only that's the only way I can think of doing it where it wouldn't like just be a colossal pain in the ass um, that I would not put yeah up. I was kind of surprised yeah. when the sentence ended in with a spoon instead of with like a hand mixer or something because that's gonna take for fucking ever maybe she can here's tell here's the trick here's the trick wants do zero it. machines involved do it do it so that it's melty enough that you could just stick a mixer in, like a hand mixer in there, right? And I think it'll work. Wait, do what? Mic it yourself? Yeah, like, nuke it until like, it's... Just bop, and then, and it's, then, then you can get the mixer hand, in there. Yeah, like, then the mixing becomes easier, especially with a hand mixer. I think the texture... The it's still going to be wrong. It's still going to be, be off. The issue. It's like, going to be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> once you get that even to melt, it's going to change the texture. Yeah, right. It totally right. does. Uh, this one comes in from Dylan from Houston. I make ice cream soup. However, it is not the same ice cream soup as previously discussed. I get a large <laughs> bowl of ice Rob's cream. Grandpa, but I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> I get a large bowl of ice cream and pour milk on top as if it were a bowl of cereal. You get nice little frozen mini flakes as it crystallizes on the ice cream. You get a milkshake-esque drink at the end of the bowl. But most importantly, the ice cream itself is less dry. Now, I know what you're thinking. Dry. <laughs> I get it. It sounds weird, but I don't know how else to describe it. Try it and you will understand. I can't eat ice cream any other way. Apparently, this is only a thing my sister and I do. I've never found anyone else who does this. P.S. Microwaving ice cream is for monsters. Obviously, it would ru- ruin any remaining ice cream. Yeah, I feel like you can't have that opinion if you're no, out here you're, pouring no, milk you've on your been, ice cream. You, yeah, you're, you you just have to say I'm doing it weird too. I respect yes. the other <laughs> ice cream weirdos. Yes, uh, you're building a hierarchy out of it. They're is not a, wrong is a though. Risky proposition. When you nuke the whole thing and make it soup, refreezing that just ruins the fucking texture going forward for anyone Wait. else. What? Wait. Ben emails us saying, hey, y'all, on the subject of ice cream eating methods, any of y'all ever get a bowl of ice cream and then pour milk over it? Whoa. It's like a lazy man's milkshake. <laughs> you get those great ice crystals that every good milkshake has. That's it. Love the show. What? <laughs> what? Oh, now all we've done is just invite God. a bunch of completely deranged people who pour <laughs> milk onto their ice cream. To- Look, it's the same no, shit. Honestly. What's the the arrested development? Uh, like <laughs> there's ten of us. <laughs> God. Man, people I, are here making affogados, putting pouring fucking coffee over ice cream. What's a little milk, you know? Dude, the coffee over ice cream sounds great to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll do an great, affogato. Yeah. That sounds yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck. Um yeah, uh, this one's not about ice cream, but it is about Kato's food hand <laughs> situation. Wow. Uh, this comes in from Joe CS, uh, who says, 
I was listening to the most recent episode. I was laughing about Kato not wanting to touch the meat when I realized I have my own version of this. Once I start eating, it is important that I always have at least one clean hand. The issue comes up most frequently when eating wings, ribs, or even a particularly messy burger. I will do my best to use only one hand to hold the item so my other hand can be free of sauce or grease uh, and be able to use a fork for side dishes, hold a napkin, or even check my phone. I've been told that this is weird. Is this weird? <laughs> I simply do not like having barbecue sauce, etc., on both my hands at the same time. Eagerly anticipating your ruling on this matter, Joe CS. I, think, I do this. I agree. I think yeah. what's weird is that you can do it. Like that's like if I could yeah. keep a hand clean while like yeah. digging in a plate of like really saucy barbecue, I I would enjoy that because it does suck when like your fork is all tacky and like you have yeah. to check your phone. Now your phone's tacky. Hate that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I lack the dexterity. Like, I got to get in there with both hands. That's just, like, I try. I'm like, it would be good if this hand were clean. But, like, the wing, for example, like, the to get that little meat in between the two bones, I need two hands to get in there. Well, and it's also the case, like, when I, whenever I have, like, a fancy burger, I'm always getting, like, a fried egg on it. And, like, once you've gone down that, that path, sure. you're, like, that's not getting out of that, you yeah. Well, and you have to just like it's just you're just eating the whole burger now. Like you're just gonna sit there, and when you're taking a break from eating, you're just holding the burger until you're ready to continue feasting, and and then you're just taking whatever goo is on your hands, and that's just going on the fries or whatever until you've completed the burger eating process. Right. Like I, there's not a situation where like I'm cleaning off the egg. Same with the ho- like a yeah, buffalo is like I'm not cleaning off and then going back. It's like we're he- we're here. We're here. It's we're dirty. Here. We're and family. then if I I got to make sure that I got a straw in that drink or my wife hey I need I need a sip of that beer. Like I, I you know I need some I need some help right now to to get that in there. Let's go. Like you do what you got to do uh to complete the mission. I would yeah. say a lot of places could stand to bring you some wet wipes midway through the meal. Just so mm-hmm. like look, I need to call time here. I need yep. to check my phone. I need you know what? I can maybe use a new fork or something i just like want to like get a little like do a little grooming right and then i can dig in the rest of this meal but like the whole thing like this happens more barbecue places where it's like the wet wipe is the treat at the end or it's like now you're done eating and i'm like i could have used this 20 minutes ago (laughs) yeah i always end up thinking about um the episode of pete and pete uh the adventures of pete and pete in which a weird inspector shows up who wants everything to be perfect hmm. um and they challenge him to like uh, a perfection off and the final challenge is eating barbecue and he does it and he stays perfectly clean while doing it and he loses because when you eat barbecue you're supposed to get messy <laughs> getting messy is part of the experience and, you know it's a kid show it's like hey listen don't beat yourself up too bad about being a little messy. Hey, not everything has to be prim and proper. Pete and Pete is a hundred percent like a bunch of Gen Xers <laughs> doing their best to make the the youth the youth television they wish they had yeah. and that justified their own actions. Uh, and and I I don't know. I'm always thinking about that when I get messy. I'm like, you know what? It's barbecue. It's wings. My hands are supposed to be messy. That is, I can't. I don't do it when it's like wings or something like that. But Kato, I'm sure you've seen me at lunch yeah. when we've gotten lunch in person together, holding a big greasy burger in one hand and my phone yep. in the other one, and like <laughs> never the twain shall meet. I 100 percent do yeah. this. So I, I just also I be ready to go. I just also do this during prep. I have the same. It's the exact same feeling, except it's during making of the food as well. That's why I didn't want to mm-hmm. touch the meat. Okay. Right. <laughs> This is, yeah, like, I have never, like, the thing I started doing, we we have a ridiculous number of kitchen towels for this exact Mm -hmm. reason. Like, the minute I read, like, you know, when Anthony Bourdain would set up his prep area, it was like just a tower of kitchen towels. I was like, oh, 
It could be like that. <laughs> it could be like that. You could just do that. Yeah. And, and so now like I cook one meal and there's like five kitchen towels Jesus. in the cleanup area. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Another another food one here uh, comes in from John who says uh, – uh, recent podcasts being stuffed with food and food prep questions have been very entertaining. However, as a null taster, N-U-L-L, taster, pleasures from food for me are not derived from taste, but other factors like the company it's shared with. When dining with those unfamiliar with my peculiar palate, uh, it is common for casual conversation to pose these questions. What do you think of the food? Um, in in these situations, I simply lie or at least hedge with statements like, I like the sauce or the bread is good. So now I'll ask the Waypoint crew, have you ever found yourself in a situation where a little white lie was the superior action over telling someone you, you dislike the food or drink that they are providing to you? Thanks. Really enjoy the texture of the pod. <laughs> Extremely funny. It's got good mouth. Now the question feel. is, what's the texture of the pod? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What's so? Yeah, do we right have a good, in. What a, ear what, feel? <laughs> oh, I think we're definitely like milk is poured over this pod, and like there's different textures within it. But oh, like yeah. little crystal flakes up yeah. there. Um. <laughs> I've definitely uh, the thing for me ends up being being in a group situation has been how I ended up expanding my palate as I moved into adulthood and like stopped just eating the same six things, not six things. I was not ever that limited, but you know what I mean, right? There were lots of things I was like, oh, this seems gross. I don't want to have it. And then you end up at a friend's house and their parents cooked this for you or there's a party and this is the only thing that's there. And you're like, yeah, I guess I'll try that because I don't want to be rude to social peer pressure. Um, And in the cases where I don't like it. I do my best not to eat it, eat it and and say it was good. I'd absolutely lie my way through those yep. situations. I'm not going to be like an asshole and be like, well, actually, I think this is just a little too uh, bland for me. I think it definitely depends the, on what the thing is, right? If there's like, yeah. if there's like a, it's, if it's like a thing where I can shove it off onto like one of the ingredients, it's like, oh, I just don't like that thing, period. Like, I don't like goat cheese. Yeah. I'm not going to eat this thing with goat. It's not about how you prepared it. It's just that I don't like that cheese. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I would, yeah, absolutely just be like, oh, yeah, this this is good. I ate before I came. It's all right. I don't need too much. <laughs> oh, that's a code. I, I ate, ate before, before I came, but you came over came. to have food, motherfucker. Dude, no. Kato thinks he's smooth. Kato thinks he's smooth. There was, Kato I think, the real yeah. thing is that I've, I've, the real thing is that I think most of the times I've been over to a place, I'm like, I end up being the one cooking. Because of sure. a certain, because two things, you 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 end up hitting two things. Because one of certain, no, one, no, can you finish the what? first thought, Kato? Certain, can we what? go back? <laughs> because because uh, one, most people will appreciate someone else oh, taking up the cooking, right? Okay, that's true. Two, mm-hmm. if I do it, I'm not gonna fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, like that's the most aggressive way you could have phrased that. Rob. I love to cook for people. He could have said. He could have said. Was, I really was love it when one. That's I one. Like to cook I for do other like people, to cook for people. And I like to take the because I have the skills to do it. I like to spread that skills to other people. Uh huh. We've learned today. Kata will not tell a little white lie to <laughs> to make everyone around him feel feel more. Just like if I'm at a barbecue, I'm definitely watching and or literally at the grill because people tend to overcook shit. Just as a rule, and <laughs> again, Look, you could have said, it, "I feel like I have a really good mastery over the way." I, I, I understand the timing in a way. I'm just like, like I don't have to worry about it. I'm, I'm putting so on timers. The Kato does not end up cooking. It is that Kato has bullied his friends into yeah. just giving yeah. up on yeah. like 
if Kato's just coming don't over, Kato's, Kato's going to come it. over and he's going to hover over you and tell you what to do anyway. So just fucking give him <laughs> all the oven stuff. Give and him just the like apron, walk, Go have the... a drink. It's it's just yeah. easier that way. Kato's here. I'm here. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. I can see it's it. All good. You know what? Though honestly, <laughs> God bless you. Yeah, I, I would like. I would yeah. be honored to have you come over and be like, Kato, oh. you, you got this, right? Yeah, I do. I do. I will, and I do. <laughs> God bless. You know what? Yeah, I I respect the swagger. I'm 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 down for it. That's- it's the odds. Uh, I I've said this podcast before that my wife is a wonderful cook. Um, and there uh, you- even <laughs> times that things have not. Uh, been perfect like they're always good like even when yeah. she she she's the one who beats herself up she's like ah, I, I don't there's no flavor here I was like I don't is this what not flavored I'm good I guess my standards are trash then like <laughs> I'm fine uh, this is usually the reaction and then the one the one the one time I I had to like push the bowl away and be like I can't I I can't I can't eat this uh was uh, g- uh gazpacho cold soup like seafood yeah. soup a difficult dish it's to make. Tricky. She, she yeah. did it once, and I don't even like the concept. Like, I, there's not a <laughs> world where I'm gonna like. If we're talking about like food, you will reject. I, I will not. Whoever is making good gazpacho, like, I don't want cold fish soup. Like, just not on the agenda. And she made it. I'll I would try to have an open mind. <laughs> and I said, I, I don't. I, but put a fish in a bag, a hot bag, and I'll eat. I'll eat the shit out of that, hot like we did bag. at Pax East. <laughs> Think about that food all the time. Uh, oh, that was yeah, that was a fun trip. And I and I said I was like I I don't I was like Katie maybe it's just me and I don't like the style of food. And she goes no, this is trash. I'm just glad that you said it first. And I was like oh, okay because I've been very stressed about not liking this and telling you that I don't like it. Corey, so oh go ahead, go ahead. No, no you I, go was just, ahead. <laughs> I was just thinking um, to Kato's point. So like in dealing with like. Food that isn't amazing. Like, so Kato's solution is, fuck it, I will do it myself. Very Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thanos is coming over for dinner. He's like, I guess God I gotta make it. this. And yeah, just I'll into the this. kitchen. Uh, yeah, like... Everything. <laughs> I, I think... <laughs> I used to think... Prepared food there, slowly moves it into the trash. I brought uh-huh. my own stuff. Yeah. I used to think I was good at hiding my reactions. I used to think, like, mm, I can dissimulate very effectively. And it turns out. Wait, when did you think that? <laughs> <laughs> that's not, not on a list of skills I would attribute to Rob, but that's very cute that you thought that at one point. <laughs> so, Rob's acting has never null sold anything in his life. <laughs> Yeah, I um, the, where I realized that in fact I was broadcasting very much my feelings about food was uh, this one time a bunch of friends um were like they're like hey let's let's go and like have a night out in Koreatown cool all the places we knew to go to were just slammed mm-hmm. and so then it's like let's go into let's just pick some place like it's getting late and this is one of those nights where like already you know like we should just call this we should just call this this should not we no longer know what to eat we don't know we certainly don't know the cuisine well enough to like really identify through the window like what looks like a happening place and it's getting late and people are getting cranky we should have just called it but instead it's like let's go into one of these random like strip malls uh that are all over la those corner strip malls um and just find a place and there are great places in some of those strip malls. Those strip malls are secretly home to 
fantastic cuisine that you but they're also know. home to completely bland and interchangeable 100%. yes and like we ended up in one of those or we just mm. ordered the wrong thing off the menu mm. uh because sure. like we just couldn't like i'm sure that place probably had its specialties but like we didn't we didn't how would you route. identify them if you weren't there with someone who said oh what you should get is blah yeah yeah and so i ended up with a um like a seafood uh chicken stew um mm. that was just badly under seasoned and also um was extremely well armored against you eating it like it was it was sort of coarse chopped uh, chicken cubes so like bones sure. everywhere the crab had a thick had a high carpus to, to meat ratio yeah. um and then there was just no flavor in it and i was like just be cool like we're having a night out with 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 friends like this yep. was yeah we're all happy to be here I'm just going to quietly try to crack my way into anything edible here. I'm just going to try <laughs> to just going to try to get through this. And so I'm like doing a good job, like being gracious, like really nailing it. And then I hear my friend's wife just burst out laughing. Oh, and no. she's just like, I can't get over Rob's face. He's I've never seen someone <laughs> look at food. With, I've never seen someone look at food with such moral blame and disappointment. <laughs> that adds up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Wow. Not only not not just like disgust, but fucking <laughs> complex emotions coming no, off of your face. <laughs> I, I apparently was looking into that ball like that ball held every disappointment that I'd ever experienced in my life. Incredible. Uh, and I was like, uh, you know what? I'm not enjoying this. I hope you're not offended, but I don't think I'm going to eat. And once we leave this place, I might want to eat somewhere else. Just grab something. Where's a know? pizza yeah. slice? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, grab a pizza slice just to. Well, but LA isn't really that style of spot, right? So No, but if we walked literally any direction, we could have gotten some like uh, Korean barbecue wings or something. Yes, like yes, it was. Yes. It was the search for something fancier than yeah. just any number of the like convenience food stands that were everywhere. Yeah. Well, Rob, I gotta tell you, we've always known that you're discerning in palate and many other ways. Uh, it comes through loud and clear to us, bud. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's going to. Oh, wait, I was I was starting to read something from Corey. Let me read that question or that note. Uh, Corey from Memphis says, what's up, y'all? Your discussion last Friday of corn dogs and pickle imposters made me think of my greatest guilty pleasure, the Pronto Pup. Is that a, does that mean anything to anyone on this podcast? No, no me either. Uh, I thought it was a national thing, but I realized it's not everywhere. In case y'all aren't aware, it's a foot-long corn dog made of two hot dogs skewered, dipped in pancake batter instead of cornmeal batter, and fried, normally served brushed with yellow mustard. The batter makes it a little d denser and crunchier than your standard corn dog, and it's marvelous. A festival or fair uh, is a bust without one uh, without one around these parts. Appreciate the show and the food bucket you got going here. Yeah, we got a food, <laughs> food bucket going with the question bucket. Um, <laughs> that sounds all right. I'm now yeah. like, yeah, I should have a corn dog. I want next time I'm at a next time I'm like, dude, there's a street fair and there's corn dogs. And I'm gonna get a corn dog. I'm ready. I'm ready for to to move into the world of corn dogs. Finally, I think. I think you might need to be in the corn dog belt, though. That's the problem. Is like I I'm see. not sure. I'd be like, you don't think a New York corn dog is going to do it? I have my suspicions. The hip I bet dog I, is not mm -hmm. going to qualify in the same way. 
I bet a Jersey Fair corn dog is perfectly fine. I could see that. There's parts of Jersey that are in that space. You know, we got, there's there's rural Jersey totally. in a real way. So maybe if I see, go home and find my way to a yeah, I bet you in New York, it, it like it just ends up in that really dumb place that a lot of like regional food ends up where it's like we have the chef is from this region. And he's prepared a little his treatment of the corn yeah. dog. And it's a good corn dog. Yeah, but yeah. Like, but it's a but it's like a this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying, a street fair and like yeah. specifically the sort of street fairs that exist in parts of New York, my including my part of New York, where it's just like you can always see a bouncy castle from the bouncy castle you're standing at. Mm-hmm. That there's just like <laughs> the same bl- like block of cheap jewelry and you know, weird toy stands and vinyl record booths. But then repeated over and not like not like hipster vinyl record boots, like a guy who showed up to sell music. And like, even though no one buys anything, like I'm going to do this for the rest of my fucking life. I'm going to go to every street fair in New York and sell you this old Elvis Costello record because I know you like Elvis Costello, even though you don't even have a fucking vinyl player hooked up. Austin, idiot. Uh, <laughs> give me 12 bucks. <laughs> um, and now it'll be the same thing. Except now I'll have a corn dog in my hand. My one hand, my other hand will be clean to peruse <laughs> music that I don't need to buy. Um so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I, I think that corn dog has a better chance of being good than the like fancy food fair. Yeah. New York, yeah. that one's gonna be trash. I'm with you. Or it's not gonna be. It might be good, but it won't be a corn dog. Well, I mean, like, so some of the best hot chicken I've had mm. was at a place where like the the cook really did an enthusiasm for hot chicken. But it's different than like it's not hot chicken. If you go it's to the south. The- Right. There's hot chicken right. everywhere. Here yeah, there was yeah. one place and it was like more precious than rubies where it was like, here's your <laughs> uh, here you are at the gastropub. You want some Nashville hot chicken? Yeah. Here's your here's your chicken thigh. That'll be twelve dollars. <laughs> yes, there's a place. Um, so do you all have seen this thing of like in during covid, a bunch of kitchens uh, and restaurants have like opened up fake restaurants on yeah, online ordering systems. Thing. Hmm, say it again. The ghost kitchen? Yeah, the phenomenon? ghost kitchen. The ghost kitchen phenomenon. Yes. A place opened near me called Nash's Hot Chicken, which mm. you would think is like, oh, it's going to be like a natural hot chicken place. No, my friend. It is a place that also is a, a bunch of other, you know, fake online ordering uh, ghost kitchen. And it is just like a big chicken tender covered in every spice they could find, but not... <laughs> Like, and I mean, like, mm. Old Bay on that motherfucker, <laughs> like, and and too much, um, and 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 dry spice, like, just just caked uh-huh. on there in the batter in a way that is not it is not Nashville hot chicken. It is not <laughs> that delicious, deep, you know, mouth watering at the same time mouth burning flavor uh and i got i was like you know what i'll take a shot on this once and then never again and so you be careful out there if you're ordering from places dude that you've never heard of before the ghost the sheer number of times at this point i'm like oh that's a new place on on grubhub or something not and then i'm like wait yeah. look up their map location exactly and either it's a oh, they're next to the restaurant yeah sure nowhere. yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent and they're getting really sketched too because like as with anything, they tell a little story about the restaurant in their fucking Grubhub thing. And there's a lot of places claiming, like, uh, just an authentic Mexican family restaurant. And I'm like, that's unusual because, like, there's a lot of different, like, 
Latinx identities around Boston, but not a ton of Mexican people. So cool. Great. What is this place? Oh, no, this is actually where the burritos that like Sal's Pizzeria makes. Like That's, that's what <laughs> yep. they're doing. And there's a lot of places that are like, we're a black owned business. And it's like extremely not. Yeah. It is. Y'all are lying. Yeah, like, is that quite to the degree that, like, Chili's is offering their wings through a, a different restaurant portal? Yeah. Uh, but it is up there with, like, a lot of the your classic, like, subs and pastas and pizza places are like, we could be anything you want us to be. We'll just, like, the, the Janus-faced restaurant. Yeah. Of of the ghost. Now, see the thing. The thing is, I would actually love if someone did a breakdown. I, I think the whole thing is fucked because also we know that delivery apps are also generally fucked in terms of who gets paid from them. Um. Uh. But I would love someone to do a breakdown of like, are there any really good ghost kitchen brands out there <laughs> in terms of like, oh wow, actually, just use the example you just used, Chili's Wings. I don't know anything about Chili's Wings, but let's say Chili's Wings are actually pretty good. What if there was a ghost kitchen for Chili's Wings and the and the prices were better because it didn't have Chili's next to the name? Like, I would love to know if there were if there were deals. Let me know if there are deals out there. I'm trying to find deals uh, in my life. Uh, <laughs> At Austin underscore deals. Uh, under, Austin underscore deals is my, my new alt. <laughs> well, I think like, specifically that is Shoot, what Chili's is. private. Doing. No, no, I believe you, but are they also are they also price cutting and also are Chili's Wings actually any good? No, the, the answer is they're fine. Yeah, but okay. I think they're price cutting. I think See, like you're getting good. better, mm. like because on the Chili's menu it's like an app, but they're just right. like people love these fucking wings, so they're right. doing the bulk orders. However, right. we have noted of late there's been a wing price increase, yeah. so you know, yeah, yeah. If I if I like went on one of these sites and did like show my show newest, can I do show newest? I guess I can't do newest on Grubhub, huh? I just want to see. I want to see. All of the the places that did not exist last year, but but do now, and also are just the same places from last year, but fake. See um, that just that none of that happens out in the suburbs. It's just like when there's oh. a new place, it's like tremendously exciting because it's like, oh, your permits went through and like a place was built. And right, <laughs> like there's right, no, right. I my my uh, you know, I would love a ghost kitchen out in this in the in the northwest suburbs. Instead, it's just that. oh, there's another there's another you're McDonald's. Get, you're gonna get cursed now. Yeah, I, I you can totally do by new here. And yeah, I'm, I'm the ones that are here. Oh yeah, most famous burgers. This is a hundred percent. I guarantee. Super fake. Though, what if it isn't? And now it's doomed because when I look at this, I go like, "Wait a second, is this actually a real place? Well, this uh, is the thing. Or is it? Yeah, like the this this shitty practice makes it hard for actual new businesses to break through. Yeah, and like yeah. so now it's like become one of those things. It's like it's like scam phone calls where mm-hmm. like you know what I don't do? I don't answer my phone anymore yeah, because there's that. so many. Yeah. So yeah. like, oh, a new place is on Grubhub. I'm not doing that because I don't know who you are. I'm just going to assume that you're a place I've already ordered from and I didn't like it. And they figured (laughs) out that nobody likes their shitty food. So they just changed the name and are selling it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you uh, see that? That place I just said, by the way, most famous burgers is 100 percent just a deli near me that I know that I've ordered from. I've gone to that deli before. Like. But if they're deli, they're probably not famous for their burgers. They are not famous for their burgers. I would (laughs) not touch their burgers. So I like this is a few months ago, but like some esports adjacent dude, I can't remember this, rolled out a national like, you know, you know what I love? I take seriously 
burgers. I'm going to roll out a national brand of my burgers. I'm going to work with like, I'm going to curate the menu and like wherever you are, you can get my burgers. And like the rollout was apparently a complete shit show because what it was an attempt to do was weave together a network of ghost kitchens Uh. to deploy the food like nationally through this one Mm -hmm. guy's like personal brand. And it went nightmarishly badly. Uh, because people just started adding him, being like, hey, like your burgers fucking suck. Or worse, <laughs> in a lot of cases, they weren't showing up. Um, yeah. And the issue was, of course, that like if you don't have um, – our friend Chef Lubu sort of explained this uh, to, to me a little bit. Shout he was out like, to Chef Lubu. He was like, look, you can have like Cisco or something come out and like do a mass deployment of a menu. They will come in and set you up with a franchise like model once. But then you got to be able to execute that at your various locations again and again and again. But if you're just trying to like astroturf a consistent menu across like a bunch of different ghost kitchens, it's going to be a nightmare uh, because there won't have been like an executive chef or chef de cuisine to have like standardized that. And like yeah. this was this was the next step of this was an attempt at the next step of the ghost kitchen. Like what if we could just deploy a chain nationally virtually and complete collapse? Totally. Uh, all right. On that note, we're going to wrap this up. We'll be back <laughs> next week with more. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. You can find everything we do at twitter.com slash waypoint, waypointadvice.com. Where can people find you, Kato? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Rob. At Rob Zachney. Patrick. At Patrick Klopik. As always, you can find out more about, or thank you to Bowen for the theme song, Miss You Off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. I forgot my own my own uh, uh, rambling outro here. Um, <laughs> and, and we'll be back next week uh, with, with more. I hope everyone has a good weekend. Um, uh, please, please send me your energy as I go to get my, my first back shot tonight. I hope it doesn't knock me out too bad. Um, uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right. See y'all on Monday. Uh, until then, and as always, fuck capitalism and go home. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Mr. Beast Burgers. That's who that dude was. Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. That's a different... (laughs) If there were a place, like, honestly, I'd be like, if I opened Groban's, like, Mr. Beast. Here's burgers. A beast place sounds like they know what's up. (laughs) Beast Burger. Mr. Beast. Beast like All the right. beast. Beast like the beast. Wait, did you say feast like, like the beast? beast? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said beast like the beast, which is extremely <laughs> funny. It's the same thing twice. All right. I'm going. Bye. Bye. Have a good weekend, y'all.
Yeah. Uh, we had a late meeting last night, Kato, and so it feels like we already did this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've made the decision to delay Deathloop to September 14th. I knew it! What did I say? <laughs> What's that? We gotta, uh, everyone start recording. I'm gonna come in on me being Victoria. I'm, I'm already recording. I'm, I'm yeah, in. 20, 26 seconds. Hold on, I gotta order, open my browser. Open your browser. I, said I wanna bring in. up the, the Jets thing, like, out indefinitely. Definitely. There's a website a where you can... Oh, can uh, you build those? I'll, I'm gonna look. Please. Uh, I've been listening to the out injured uh, NFL uh, Fox NFL on Fox music lately because it's just so funny to me. Um, you, 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 uh, you know that song, right? You know, it's just like mm-hmm. a minor oh, yeah. key version of the NFL on Fox theme. It's just I, oh, it's great. Uh, time that is time that is uh, 54 seconds. Hold on. I was trying to remember the Christmas song that the Fox that music happen. sounds exactly like. It didn't like. happen. Yeah. No one did it. <laughs> yeah, I did it. All right, and Patrick now I'm ready. Oh, Patrick yeah. did it. I couldn't see Patrick because I'm I not clicked it. over. All right, uh, ten, 10 seconds. There we there go. There we go. 